Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you're indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 3rd. 2017. I hope everyone had a very, very good weekend. A couple of Magic games to recap for you today. We'll do that on the show uh, as the Magic fell to the Boston Celtics on Friday and then fell to the Brooklyn Nets on Saturday. A couple of interesting games for different reasons. I'll talk a little bit about that. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about a problem that's been recurring throughout the se- throughout the post-All-Star break, certainly throughout the season probably, uh, that uh, we'll get. I'll address a little bit more as, as, as what the effects are, uh, and that would be the bench and how, how much they've struggled. And then we'll close the show today. I'm going to try and wrap this up pretty quickly because it's late for me. I, I just came back from WrestleMania. It's you know my voice is probably a little hoarse. You can probably tell. Um, you know, very saddened that the Undertaker's probably retired, but that, that's that 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 that's life. And 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 on and on and on and on. But I'll talk about Tracy McGrady, another Hall of Famer, entering the Hall of Fame uh, as that was announced this weekend. Let's start though. With the games over the weekend, the Orlando Magic went up to Boston on Friday to take on the Boston Celtics and played one of their better games of the season. I think we were all a little curious to see how they would respond to that loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, I was hard on the team after that. Uh, you know, coaching staff did not seem, or at least when they projected it to the media, said, you know, we saw some good things out there. We just got beat by a really good Russell Westbrook, and that's true too, but... Magic losing a 21-point lead, I was not happy about it. I don't think a lot of Magic fans should be either. But it was interesting to see how they would respond, and they responded with a really, really good basketball game. The Magic played some incredible offense. They got themselves going in the right direction, uh, generally. Uh, and it came down to the last shot. Um, you know, the Magic decided to, to play on after getting a rebound late. Uh, Alfred Payton got to the rim, just could not finish a layup uh, for the win, and the, the Magic lose 117-116 to 116 at Boston. Not a lot to complain about here, except for the defense. The Magic's defense was kind of a bit in shambles, uh, but they were able to keep pace offensively uh, for the most part. Uh, no real lulls in that game. As Orlando kept pace, they had the lead for a good chunk of it. Boston then took the lead in the third and fourth quarter. Orlando stayed with them. They took every punch. They gave themselves every opportunity to win the game. Came down to a last shot. Alfred Payton got a good look, and it just didn't go down. And that's something you can live with, I think. I don't think that that's a situation where the Magic are going to be upset. I mean, certainly they're disappointed that they didn't win, and you could kind of sense the the frustration, if that's the right word, or sense uh, a little bit of disappointment that you know they, they had an opportunity for a really nice win. They couldn't get it. But... That's the kind of loss that it comes down to a play, and you, you just didn't make it. And, and I think the Magic can live with that a little bit more. Again, the response would be the interesting point in all of this. And the Magic did not respond the way they needed to against the Brooklyn Nets, going from the best team in the league, the Boston Celtics, to the worst team in the or the best team in the Eastern Conference, the Boston Celtics, to the worst team in the Eastern Conference in the Brooklyn Nets. Orlando just did not respond the right way. They had a built-in excuse for sure. The Magic played a 7.30 game in Boston, had to turn around and play a 6 o'clock game in Brooklyn. That would have been tough on its own. Magic apparently had some plane issues getting out of Boston. 
did not land in New York until 3, or did not get to the hotel in New York until 3 a.m., you could really tell that that fatigue played a factor. The Magic just seemed a step slow all game. They took an early 15-5 to lead, but once that initial energy and that initial rush died out, the Magic really, really, really struggled. Um, you could see it defensively especially, where Brooklyn was able to get into the paint and just kind of create for each other really easily. Uh, they were able to, to kick it out for three-pointers. They were able to dump it down to Brook Lopez. Uh, they were just a step quicker to everything. I mean, even loose balls, offensive rebounds. The Nets were just quicker to it time and time and time and time and time again. And that's how the Nets won 121-111. to 111. The game was tied entering the third quarter at 89. Brooklyn scores the first 11 points of the fourth quarter to put the game out essentially out of reach. Uh, and Orlando never really recovered. The Magic shoot 49.5% from the floor. Again, the offense, not a problem for the Magic of late. They're scoring really, really well. But they can't give up 53.2% shooting to the third-worst offense in the league, uh, including uh, 13 for 16 from the foul line, 8 for 31 from beyond the arc. Brooklyn did, you know, this is a Brooklyn team that's not very good. You know, they went through their lulls too, and the Magic took advantage of them early, but could not pull away. Um, you know, they, 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 they took, they withstood a lot of waves from Brooklyn, but when that final wave came in the fourth quarter, Magic couldn't really do anything, and they never really got the lead closer to than like eight or seven points in that fourth quarter after that initial 11-0 run, and and that's. Uh, I guess a, a disappointing aspect of this game and of this team that they just they just did not have the gas in the reserve and certainly I don't think the Magic should use that as an excuse. Uh, Vogel has said this before: good teams find a way find a way to create energy when they don't naturally have it, and and that's again another winning culture lesson that this team has to learn. I'll have a little bit more thoughts on that in in light of a bigger issue later on in the show. Let's run through the final stats on Saturday's game for you. Alfred Payton, another triple-double, 20 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists, 6 for 12, shooting 7 for 8 from the line. Uh, He does... He does everything offensively. He's been really, really good on the offensive end of late, of course, uh, and obviously it's paying off with the the triple-doubles. Has not paid off with the wins yet, and I, I think that's obviously more important to him than that. Aaron Gordon, he scored, uh, I didn't mention this in my quick Boston recap, but Aaron Gordon scored 32 points in the game against the Boston Celtics. He had 20 at halftime, 10 in the third quarter as well. Uh, Jumped over Marcus Smart. Aaron Gordon had a really good game, and his jumper was in a really, 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 really good rhythm. And that helped, obviously it helped him, it, it helped the team in general. And Gordon was able to match it. I mean, I think that's an absolute key for Aaron Gordon right now is can you match your strong efforts. Aaron Gordon scores 22 points, 9 for 18, shooting 4 for 7 from beyond the arc, 15 rebounds, 5 assists in Saturday's game. So Aaron Gordon played really, really well. And it, honestly, it feels like sometimes the Magic need to play through him right now. And, and I'll talk, I, mean, I may talk a little bit more about this on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic about Aaron Gordon. But when they play through him, they feel like a better team sometimes. And, and it's obviously Gordon has to do his part too attacking the basket rather than settling for jumpers, which he did have a tendency to do in Saturday's game, which led to a few misses. But, you know, 18 shots is a lot of shots for Gordon. I'm not minding that, but it seems like he can always do a little bit more. The Magic could do a little bit more to keep him involved. Nikola Vucevic, 27 points, 11 rebounds, went toe-to-toe with Brooke Lopez. Again, great offensive game. Defensively struggled struggled with Lopez. Lopez really outpositioned him throughout the game. Uh, Lopez had 30 in the game. Uh, and so, again, a struggle there. Offense, not the problem. Evan Fournier, 20 points, 8 for 16 shooting, 
on the game for him. Magic only, though, get 16 points off their bench. That's compared to, I think it was 70-something, 70-something points off the bench for the Nets. That's obviously a huge difference, and that's what I want to talk about as part of the big picture of this game. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. There is, to me, no doubt... You start your starters because they're your best players, essentially. And 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 there's certainly something to be said about balancing lineups with the magic, which the Magic tried earlier in the season. Uh, but you start you typically start your best players. You rely on them for heavy minutes. And also without doubt, no player is going to be able to go forty eight minutes very often. And not only I mean, playoffs maybe, but regular season, you're not gonna push a player to forty eight minutes ever. And so, yes, having a reliable bench is important. Just for that reason. A bench is, the the reserves are there to, to play a role. And part of that role is to keep the ship steady. And you look at teams with winning cultures, like say the Spurs, who I've got on my TV right now. When they lose someone to injury, or they bring someone in off the bench, there's a consistent level of play that they get. Now, other players may have to pick up some slack around him. But he comes in, provides a base level. Allowing his teammates to recover fatigue-wise, health-wise, you name it. That's been a huge issue for the Magic this year. Because consistently, their bench... Let's them down. Maybe lets them down is the wrong word, but the bench does not keep the pace going at the in the same way. The bench a doesn't produce, but it's a little bit more than that to me. When you look at this game in particular on Saturday, the Magic got outscored seventy something. To 16 off the bench. 72 16 off the bench. But it's not just about production. Not in my opinion. It's about energy. It's about keeping that steady, you know, that steady line throughout the entire game. Being able to rely that, no, the bench isn't going to be able to score, but if you have a 10-point lead, they'll protect it more often than not or limit the damage. They won't dig you a deeper hole when you're down. But consistently, the Magic's bench hasn't been able to do that. And in a game like Saturday where the team was fatigued from travel, and there's no doubt, I mean, it's not an excuse for the loss, but there's no doubt about it. They were fatigued from travel. The Magic needed their bench to step up. 
The, the Magic needed their bench to provide that energy, to find that extra spark, to change the pace of the game when the starters were, were struggling and lagging. And instead of doing that, the bench made the problem worse. That 11-0 run to start the fourth quarter, the bench unit was in. DJ Augustin, Terrence Ross, uh, Jody Meeks, Mario Azonia, Bismack Biombo. It's, it's not their individual faults. It's a collective thing. And it's been consistent time and time and time and time again now. Then when the bench comes in, that's when the team is going to drop the ball. Obviously, the Magic need a roster upgrade. We, we, we say that throughout the whole time. And, and with the people I've talked to online, the fans I've talked to online, a lot of people want to see, oh, Alfred Payton should be a six-man, or Evan Fournier should be a six-man. The reality is, they're the best options this team has, and so they're going to start. And they should play heavy minutes. Ideally, perhaps they should be coming off the bench. Perhaps they should play more supportive roles. That's something the Magic will have to resolve in the offseason, of course. Today, the Magic need to ask their bench to provide more energy and do what they do. Or, or be, become more consistent with what they do. The Magic's current starting lineup still has a positive net rating. Through it all. The Magic's current bench lineup is struggling. The, the current nine-man rotation lineup with Terrence Ross in at shooting guard has a minus 30.1 net rating in 11 minutes. So a small sample size. But that unit has struggled to produce. And it comes down to production at the end of the day. Energy, though, should be consistent. Energy has to be consistent on this team. And when the bench is consistently kind of dropping that ball, when the bench is struggling to keep up the intensity and execution and precision that the starters have been playing with, it drains them too. Because now the starters have to make up that gap. And that can be very tough. It should be noted that the Magic have different kinds of players coming off their bench. DJ Augustin is probably more of a half-court point guard, not a speeded-up point guard, and so he's felt very out of place in this new Orlando, in this new team dynamic or team style. Jeff Green was much the same way. And so without those two, essentially the leaders off the bench... The Magic don't have someone to really anchor that second unit. They're trying to run things through Mario Azoni a little bit more, and it's had its growing pains for sure. Every year, every team's going to go through lulls, though. There's going to be a, a, a game like Saturday's every once in a while. It's, it's just inevitable in an NBA season. But teams need that boost of energy from their bench. They need that boost of energy when they get in at 3 a.m. in the morning. That was redundant, I'm sorry. They need that boost of energy when they just don't seem to have it. And as the Magic continue to try to build this winning culture and build some momentum to, to end the season, they've got to find this energy once again. 
We're going to turn our attention quickly off the court to close out today's show. The big news in Orlando Magic Land, I guess, uh, from Saturday, besides the game, was uh, a big announcement from the uh, Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. The Orlando Magic have their second NBA or Basketball Hall of Famer in Tracy McGrady. It is a fantastic, fantastic honor for McGrady. So well-deserved. Um, I know, I mean, I, I can't speak for everyone else, but I grew up, uh, you know, kind of with the Magic. And so when McGrady came to Orlando, you know, I was probably just coming into my own, you know, coming into like maturity almost. You know, like, you know, it was around the time of my bar mitzvah. Uh, so, you know, I was conscious about basketball and really learning how to play basketball while I was watching Tracy McGrady. And so he, so while like Penny Hardaway and the Shaq teams, have a special place in my heart as kind of my adolescence team. T-Mac was was the team that was the, the T-Mac teams were really the teams that I grew up in, grew up with. And for four incredibly magical years, Tracy McGrady was possibly the best player in the world. Kobe Bryant at one time said he was the toughest player for him to defend. And there is no doubt in my mind that is true. The six foot eight shooting guard, small forward, whatever you wanted to call him, from Mount Zion Christian Academy by way of nearby Auburndale, Florida, was just so smooth when he was playing. So easily, just score so easily. And he did. He scored a lot. In his four years with the Magic, he averaged 28.1 points per game, led the league in scoring twice, and posted for a high-usage player an incredible 48.4% effective field goal percentage. He dropped 62 points on the rap, on the Wizards. I think he had 57 in a game through three quarters against the Bulls one year. Uh, he almost single-handedly beat the Detroit Pistons as an eight-seed uh, in the 2003 playoffs. There's a 3-1 series lead that the Magic would eventually lose because Tayshawn Prince and the Pistons just focused on McGrady and locked him down. Um... Despite not having really any playoff success as a star player, McGrady was one of the most feared players in the league because of that scoring ability, because he would just get buckets. The Magic were 21-61 and 61 his final year in Orlando in 2004, and McGrady was always worth the price of admission. He, was, he, was always, he always had the potential to do something you had never seen before. And not only never had seen before, he was almost guaranteed to put on a show, a scoring clinic. Perhaps McGrady didn't make others better, but when you look at those Magic rosters, what was there to make better? He had to carry a heavy, heavy burden with Grant Hill's injury. And he willed the Magic to the playoffs for three straight seasons. And made those series much tighter than perhaps they could, they could have been and should have been. They always say when you have the best player on the floor, you always have a chance to win. With Tracy McGrady, the Magic always had a chance to win. Because more often than not, he was the best player on the floor. And his Hall of Fame induction, which will happen in September, and we'll talk a little bit more about McGrady and his impact uh, around then, I suppose. McGrady's Hall of Fame induction is beyond well-deserved. Because his scoring, he's the best scorer in Magic history. 
Period. I don't think it. I don't think there's anyone close. He was just a bucket maker, a basket maker. And he did more than enough to make the Hall of Fame. Not only with his four years in Orlando, but his seven years in in Houston. His just I think it was three four years in Toronto. Seven time All Star, All NBA player, two time scoring champ. If it weren't for injuries, McGrady undoubtedly would have all the success that he was looking for in the playoffs and a lot more scoring titles and a lot more records too. So congratulations to Tracy McGrady. From all of us at Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, a well-deserved honor getting into the Basketball Hall of Fame. Looking forward to your speech in September in Springfield, Massachusetts. I want to thank all of you for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places that you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can, of course, follow us on Facebook at Locked on Magic, as well as on Twitter at Locked on Magic. You can follow me on Twitter at Daily, And, of course, you can uh, you can get the latest Orlando Magic news on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We're expecting a 10-day contract to be signed Uh Probably Monday. I think you'll practice with the team on Monday, so I think we'll get uh, an official uh, official announcement on that. Uh, so we'll have a ten day contract guy for the rest of the season, most likely. So be on the lookout for that. We'll have complete uh, coverage of that, as well as complete coverage of practice before the Magic head up to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all for listening once again for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.